We hear all these stories about people getting really sick and then their lives drastically changing. Guess what, here's another one. So in 2016, I got pretty sick and I could not get rid of this cold that was seemingly just a common cold. It kept coming and going and it kept getting worse and worse until I started developing asthma. It got to the point where I had to admit to myself that maybe there was something more going on, that maybe there was something in my energetic system that was preventing me from truly getting better and getting back into my energetic rhythm, my energetic flow. Something had to give. I was sharing this with a friend one day and she recommended I see a shamanic energy healer. So I went to this shamanic energy healer and a whole new world opened up. It felt like coming home. It felt like remembering the truths of who I am and what I already know, but I needed reminding of. Suddenly, the world felt less scary, less alone, and my life is now driven by my inner knowing, not by fear. My name is Madeline Corliss. I am the creator of The Energy Studio. Welcome to The Energy Studio Podcast. Today, we are talking about energetic boundaries. And this is one of my favorite topics because it has completely changed my life and the way that I operate. And my good friend Kristen is going to hop on to talk with us about it. And we're specifically going to be talking about uh, energetic boundaries in relationship to work uh, and what we are putting out into the world. The reason that I brought, I'm bringing Kristen on is because for anybody who's followed my personal stories, and we're actually going to talk more about this next week. Uh, hi, Kristen. Hi. Um, here. I don't know how to use the internet. It's fine. My first few times doing this, I was like, I don't actually know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, so I'm telling them a little bit about uh, my story in relation to you. So if anybody's read part of my story of how I got into all of this, uh, Kristen was a huge part of that. Uh, and I was just laughing to myself a few minutes ago because uh, whenever I say I was sick for X amount of months and then I was in Europe and my friend suggested that I go see this healer, that friend is Kristen. Um, and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, I really think that our guides had been like uh, conspiring for months before. And then it was like, it's go time, it's go time. <laughs> and they just were like, here we go. Um, so that's a little bit about my relationship to Kristen. Um, but I wanted to bring her on to talk about energetic boundaries because it is such a relevant thing in our world. And I think especially for people who are creative and uh, produce things and put things out into the world, it is such an important skill to learn because without it, we just run ourselves on empty and then we cannot produce, we cannot do the things that we want to be doing. And that's just frustrating. And we should not have to operate out of frustration. So reining it in a little bit about Kristen, her bio. So Kristen is an actor, community organizer, and energy healer. She's the co-founder and CEO of Buddy System, a nonprofit dedicated to ending systemic poverty through community building and empowerment. And, uh, I have watched this nonprofit grow in the last however many months it's been, and uh, it's really just remarkable what they are doing and what they've accomplished in a pandemic and how many people they've served is just remarkable. So welcome, Kristen. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. exciting. So I, I know. What you say. Yeah, we'll see. I also... So normally I send people like a list of the questions that I'm going to go through. And this one, I was like, nah, we're just going to talk. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. So yeah, I'm going to toss it over to you. Uh, 
talk energetic boundaries. I'm going to drink my green smoothie from our favorite you vegan place. My favorite place. Um, Madeline and I are neighbors, if you didn't know. So Yes. She's down the hall. happening across the hall. Uh, <laughs> um, so something, I think the, the core of the energetic boundaries is sovereignty and is in the, the belief and the, the truth that we are all sovereign beings. We all have the right to self-governance. Um, and my God, what a huge thing to say in this day and age, first off. Oh my goodness, that means so many things. It means that we're not, we don't have to take on things that don't belong to us. It's not our responsibility to hold on to things that don't belong to us. Um, in relation to others in the physical world, so it's not my relationship to hold on to things that belong to my mother or my brother or my partner who I don't have. Um, <laughs> plug for the, you know. Those She's single. Um, <laughs> always, always single. Um, <laughs> But it's not my responsibility to hold on to that for my friend or, or even just the person, you know, we live in New York City and um, we're on the subway often and I once had an experience or multiple times in my life, but once a very deep experience where um, I was taking on things of people in the subway, so physical ailments, um, and I would feel things when people got into the car and feel things when they left. Um, I once did a show many years ago, I tell the story as like my realization that uh, this wasn't a helpful and B, um, it's a thing that I do, right? I think a lot of folks hear the word empath, um, which is something we, we tend to say in the spiritual community. And like an empath is somebody who feels deeply on behalf of someone else. So you're quite literally feeling someone else's pain um, or joy, whatever that is. Um, but if it is pain, you are a sovereign being. And even though you're an empath, you don't have to take on someone else's stuff. And that's not only not your responsibility, it's not helpful. Um, it's, uh, and at certain times it can be um, an overstepping of boundaries. So if somebody hasn't asked you to take that on for them, then you know that's not your right to take it on even. Um, yeah, I'd say the, the basis of, of all energetic boundaries has to do with the notion of sovereignty and knowing that you are sovereign. Um, and that again, I'm sorry, I, I, I digress, but, um, but it does, it does have to do with the physical realm. It also has to do with the spiritual realm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it has to do with the spiritual realm as well. And it has to do with, um, you know, knowing that even what belonged to your family, what belonged to your ancestors isn't yours. You don't have to hold on to that. Um, <laughs> when I, I work with, um, I work with a lot of people, um, people experiencing uh, some very difficult things, especially right now during COVID. And, um, and I'm, it's not my responsibility to take that on. And it doesn't help anyone for me to take that on, for me to experience their pain. Like a doctor, you wouldn't want like a chiropractor who has a bad back to be adjusting you. Like you don't want that chiropractor to feel your pain. You want them to be able to be like, I see what's going on. I can fix it because I am well and I am healthy and I am sovereign. That's the basis. That was the long foundation. Yeah, I am right there with you. And there was something you said that, uh, reminded me that it is a two-way street, that there is both the boundary of uh, not picking up other people's things that are not yours, but also uh, not putting them on other people, um, especially if you are somebody who is aware. There are so many people in the world who are not aware, and um, it is an equal disservice to put things on others as it is to uh, take it for yourself. Absolutely. And I think remembering um, there's sort of this 
that healer you once spoke about, um, her name is Lore. Uh, yes. Okay. She's brilliant and um, one of my role models, and she's been incredibly instrumental in, um, in my work as a human and as a healer. Um, and she had once said to me that you, Kristen, are only your responsibility. And that goes multiple ways. That means that I'm only responsible to myself. That means that I, um, nobody else is responsible for me and my decisions and how I, how I act. I don't, I don't have the right, I can't put anything else on anyone else. It's not their responsibility. It's my responsibility. Um, yeah. Yeah. That goes a lot of ways. That one line. This is like a side tangent, but isn't Laura the person who like got you deep into this? So I'm like the grandchild. I'm like the grandbaby of this lineage. <laughs> um, I love yeah. that. Laura and I, I've known Laura since 2012. Um, and about five years ago in 2015, I did my first session with her. And from there, I just studied under her and learned everything that she learned. She would practice on me and I'd be like, oh. Uh, sort of a relearning. We're, uh, she's she's said to me before, which I really like this as well, is that um, it's it's information you already knew, right? Mm-hmm. And you're just being reminded of it. Um, yes, I was talking about that the other day. I'm not sure with who, but um, I'm reading the questions here. Also, being an empath, how do you let go and let other people's pain? Mm, that's so hard. It's a great question. I I had that come up yesterday, actually, of like recognizing a situation and realizing uh I don't have permission to touch it and it's it's not mine to touch and having to accept that like there is going to be pain in the world and uh we have to respect the boundaries of uh other people's sovereignty as well as our own uh and that's a huge lesson to learn just in general. Yeah, I would say to that, um, I completely agree. And I'm very big on, on, I don't know other people's soul paths. I don't know where people are going in their lives. And I don't, it's not my, not my responsibility. It's not my right to tell you whether or not you should be in pain right now. And also, I mean, just looking at my own life, um, the, the times where I've been in the most emotional, physical, spiritual pain have been the most transformative moments. So it's, I think, you know, especially in this country, but in this world, we are, we're very big on avoiding pain at all costs. And I think to not, um, gosh, I remember having this conversation with you like a year ago. I mean, like, <laughs> what are we going to honor that pain, Madeline? What are we going to say? Like, wow, you're beautiful. And thank you for being here because yeah. you look just as valid an emotion as, you know, as happiness. Or, yeah. yeah. The, uh, honoring, this is a funny Christian story. Uh, I was like going through it, uh, almost a year ago, close to. And, uh, and I was like, I'm just, I'm going through so many emotions. And Kristen was like, just be there with them. Like they're teaching you, they're changing you. And I was like, okay, but this sucks. Like, I don't like being with them. And she's like, okay, so find a way to be with them. Um, and I did. And then there was one day when I got a book in the mail, uh, the book, when things fall apart. And I was like, who sent me this book? And I, I texted Kristen. I was like, did you send me a book? And she's like, yeah, I did. (laughs) So, uh, yeah. When things fall apart, I highly recommend, um, such a good book, uh, sitting with, sitting with, uh, discomfort. And I think that's something that we just aren't great about. We just have, we're just, again, it's not, it's not our fault. It's just something we, we haven't really been taught in this country. So learning that, um, just as it's difficult to meditate at first, right? It's also yes. difficult to sit with difficult emotions and that's totally allowed and just the practicing. 
Um, yeah. Which I also want to actually, on that note, jump to Nadia had asked, like, how do you establish those boundaries? Mm -hmm. um, like, practically speaking, and the first thing that came to my mind was practice. Um, was first off setting those boundaries for yourself. Um, I It's ironic that I'm speaking about this because I am dealing right now, I'm setting some very strong work-life boundaries for basically the first time in my life, getting super clear on those, on those, what my bottom line is. What is, how many hours a week am I not allowed to work? Like, what is, what is the, what is the bottom line here? Um, and I think establishing that on an energetic level um, and every time it comes up, approaching it with that mentality of, um, this is not my responsibility to take on. Mm -hmm. um, I am I am only responsible for myself. I have my own sovereignty. Um, I think that's like, you know, the very first time that I, oh, I was going to tell the story. Oh my goodness. Okay. So many, many years ago, many decades ago, it was decades, it was like three years, four years. Um, I am a very, I am an empath and, um, and I've had to learn to set those boundaries for myself. And that looks like a lot of practical things that we can go into, but, um, but I know I remember doing a show and the audience came into the, I was, you know, in the dressing room and the audience came in and I had some incredible stomach pains. Like I suddenly was like, like, you know, in, in extreme agony. Um, and it progressed throughout the whole show. I was just in so much pain and I wound up like throwing up during the, during one of the scenes. I like had a corset on and I was like, like ran off stage and like threw up a little bit and then went back on stage and like did the thing. And I was like, what is going on? I was fine this afternoon. Like, did I eat something? Anyway, the audience leaves and suddenly I'm free of it, right? Like it's gone. I don't feel any pain. I was like, okay, that was weird. And then um, our artistic director came backstage and was like, I just want to let you guys know a dear friend of mine is in the audience um, with, you know, severe stomach cancer and is, um, has like, you know, weeks to live. And this was the, this was such a joy for her and such a special moment in her life. And, um, and I think for me, um, first off, recognizing that like, oh, Kristen, you took that on from somebody. It wasn't your responsibility to take that on. It didn't help her at all for you to take that on. Do you know what I mean? Like that was not useful. Um, and then I think the third thing would be that my job in that circumstance was actually to stay sovereign and to stay well so that I could do the show that brought this human so much joy in her last few weeks of life. So like it actually was my responsibility to not take on her stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because my responsibility was to bring her joy in that, in that situation, you know? Um, yeah. And I think that that is just basis of sovereignty right there. Yeah. And there's something that keeps coming to mind or came to mind. So I feel like I should share it. Um, I think that there is an, it's very important for, to develop an awareness of that. Um, because I know that I have a history when I care about somebody, uh, of having sticky fingers of like, taking their pain or like taking things that I recognize as needing healing. Um, and it's totally unconscious. Like I did this last year. I had to heal something. I had done this when I was 15 and I had kept this piece of this person that 15 year old Madeline recognized as needing healing and me taking it and uh, not being aware of that actually likely hindered them from being able to heal it for those, all those years. Um, I have since returned it. I have, I have let that go. We're setting healthy boundaries now. Um, but, uh, but developing an awareness is so important. And that's one of the things that I work with my, uh, coaching clients on is developing that awareness because so many of us feel the effects of it and we just don't have 
uh, it's not spoken about in our culture uh, nearly enough, in my opinion. And uh, we are taught so many things and we are not taught how to operate as spiritual beings, which we innately are. So that's my two cents about that. You know, I actually, uh, so many things just came up. I totally agree with you. Um, I think the first thing that came up for me was where did you learn this behavior? Um, I personally was raised in a household where um, boundaries were crossed very frequently and I didn't, I didn't understand. I didn't know boundaries. And that's something we're taught in in our, in our childhood. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so being able to say for yourself, okay, Um, I recognize that I'm doing this thing, awareness for sure. Let's recognize and then recognize like, where did this begin? Where did this belief begin? Yeah. Um, I have to take on other people's stuff. Um, Codependency is, is, is definitely something that is pretty rampant in today's culture. Um, And it's celebrated in some ways too. So just recognizing that that's something you learn. And then the other thing I was thinking when you said, um, you know, I think we're taught, um, we're taught physical boundaries, especially as children, Mm -hmm. like we're taught, okay, listen, like you can't touch this person without asking if you can touch this person. Um, just as we're taught um, physical hygiene practices, you brush your teeth at night, you shower before you go to bed, you know, like hopefully in the morning as well, but like brushing your teeth, um, good dental hygiene is important too. <laughs> um, but I would say we're taught these physical um, hygiene practices and we're not really taught spiritual hygiene practices and it's something especially as empaths especially as creatives creatives I mean the nature of being a creative is being open to spirit guiding you right like mm-hmm. the, I'm doing the artist way right now which that is the whole of the artist right right there yeah um, it's just being open to divine inspiration and if your spirit gates are open then more than just that beings of the light can get in more than just your divine inspiration from your higher power can get in. It's also um, things that don't belong to you, that belong to others, that belong to spiritual realm stuff. Um, oh, Fania, I know, I love, 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 love the artist way. Um, and I think that would bring me to what would be some spiritual hygiene practices, right? Um, mm-hmm. And this is something that I do every day. Um, my goodness, so many things just came to mind. So the very first one that I want to say is just super basic. Um, I work with the goddess of sovereignty. Um, I work with a lot of helping spirits. And the goddess of sovereignty is very big on um, on helping you clear out things that don't belong to you. That's mm-hmm. what I, I work with her daily. Um, in the shower, I just say a quick prayer. And um, I'll ask, I'll, what I'll do is, so we have spirit gates behind on, the, on our backside, basically. I mean, it's like kind of like the aperture of a camera where you can open or close the aperture. Um, and you've got several throughout in your feet. And so you, what I imagine is sort of the, the spirit gates opening, right? Like the aperture of the camera opening. And um, I invite the goddess of sovereignty to pour liquid light of sovereignty through my energy field to allow anything that doesn't belong to me whew, to flow into the earth, to be transmuted into light and love. That is my prayer. You can rephrase that however speaks to you, you know? Yes. And trusting that, like, you have, again, sovereignty and autonomy to be able to say what you want to say, what speaks to you, what your your spirit gates, your uh, spirit guys want to speak to you, how they want to speak to you. Um, but that's, so that's the very first one. It's just, like, every day, I, when I'm in the shower. So I shower before I go to bed, and I energetically cleanse before I go to bed. Um, that would be the first one. Uh, <laughs> super basic. Just cleansing. Other ones, I mean, this is, this is getting to, like, pretty basic stuff that I 
like the, this, the, and this isn't, that doesn't mean like basic is in rudimentary. Like it really means like foundational basic, right? Yeah. Um, and from there you can kind of build your own spiritual practices. I'm not big on uh, crystals, but I have a bunch of friends who, um, who uh, have um, like darker crystals. Like, I mean, I'm not big on crystals. Um, obsidian. <laughs> but <laughs> obsidian here's a crystal. I know, but like here's like that. Um, it's just, it's not, it doesn't really speak to me um, personally, but I do, and I have used them, and I do use them at times, but obsidian's really great for that, um, any sort of darker crystal, um, and being able to connect to that, whether it means on you, on your person, or in your home. Um, uh, there's also grounding practices are really great for energetic hygiene. <laughs> um, <laughs> we sometimes live in satellite, which means um, we can live in our own sovereignty, we can live in our own centers. We can be grounded and centered and within ourselves. Or we can be out here and people pleasing and trying to, um, and you can like feel that if you practice that, if you try that at home, like you can feel like I'm out here and I'm trying to like, you know, and it's, you know what it's about really emotionally, I think, I don't know, but like, I would think it's about like my contentment is in, is placed in your hands, right? So like, mm. do you approve of me? Are you, are you saying that I'm doing a good job at work? Um, or whatever it is, <laughs> yeah. um, as opposed to like, I am content where I am and I am living in my center. Um, and that would be like an easy grounding practice an easy centering practice would be, um, I ground myself down into the earth's core Oof. and just like imagining those, um, you know, roots growing from your feet or ropes dropping into the core of the earth. Um, I also always say, and I say this maybe five times a day, um, at first you might want to like actually imagine it happening. So really like, in, like use your imagination and just imagine those roots growing down into the earth's core. Then I release into the earth's core anything that doesn't belong to me. Mm-hmm. And then I call all parts of myself inside myself. I call my energy inside myself. And all of that. Oh, I just like felt it. I guess I, I haven't done that in a few hours. There was stuff that left me through my back and it just came back in. Yeah. Um, so at first, you know, the, the actual like seeing it go down and seeing it come in is helpful. And then at a certain point, you kind of just say it and your spirit, it's, it is, it's sort of like practicing. Like yeah. at a certain point, your guides know what to do. You know what I mean? Just yeah. set the intention and they're like, oh, great. Yeah. We are already, we know you do this every day. Yep. Um, I, and as you were talking, I had, uh, a thought of uh, that concept of like being here versus like being out here. Um, And so another thing about me and Kristen is that we work with the same acting coach. And uh, I remember when I started doing this work, you were the first person to, to say, I can see more of you. And I remember the energetic shift from going from like performing and being in that mentality of like, look at me, come look at me, come look at me to I am experiencing something and I am in this world. And um, that's been a huge shift in my acting and in my career as a performer of uh, understanding my own energy enough to understand that I don't have to be out here and asking for attention, that I am interesting enough if I am simply being in myself and that it's actually easier and more enjoyable to, to watch, um, and see when people are just being in themselves. Um, and that's a practice because, uh, I think 
a lot of time, especially in the musical theater world where I tend to live, uh, that's not what we're taught initially, uh, especially dancers. We are taught to be seen on stage and uh, especially like that uh, competition mentality and not just like competition dance, but that competitive aspect of I have to be seen above everybody else. I think trains us out of recognizing that we will be seen if we are in ourselves. Um, And I think that's a huge learning curve. And uh, it also, when you, I find it much more enjoyable when I can just be in this world and uh, experiencing these things and sharing a story with people through experiencing it instead of feeling like I am trying to hold on to an entire audience and keep them the entire ride. Like that is just not doable eight times a week. And uh, so I think there's a lot to be said for that as well. Uh, Slight tangent there, but I thought that was important to share. I I agree completely. I had a similar experience this past year. I I was doing a show that um, I felt responsible to the audience I felt, I felt like it was my responsibility to make sure that the audience understood the story and mm-hmm. was, was going on the emotional path that we had determined as a cast, that we determined as a creative team. Um, and there was a point where I was, I was exhausted and I was like, why am I so tired after these shows? Um, and I'm not enjoying it. And I was like, oh, because that's not my response. Again, back to responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, my responsibility is just my track, right? It's just living yeah my experience and allowing oh my goodness and this is a whole other thing about like energetic boundaries maybe we'll do a different one about performing and energetic boundaries i think it might be needed conversation about like cleansing out you know if you you step into a character and you really are you are in that character's energy field um and allowing stepping in and out of that safely um that's a whole other conversation which is fascinating and i would love to have it i feel like we might have to do a separate separate thing because i have a lot to say on that too um, but it is, it's not your responsibility to take care of the audience. Your responsibility yes. is just your own performance. Yeah. Love and that. I think that translates to life too. Like your responsibility is not to uh, take care of others. Certainly. And, you know, I think that that's like, I even had a hard time saying that because I think that we find it very satisfying and healing in ourselves to help others. But Uh, I think there's an important thing to distinguish between helping others and taking on their things. There is a big difference. Yeah, I would say um, that is something that I've definitely, it's a line that I've definitely been walking a lot. And sometimes, you know, we step off, you know, the pendulum swings in one direction or the other, as we were saying earlier, each other. Um, But um, yeah, I think something that has that has been really resonating with me is um, that if I am not well, then I can't take care of others. If I am not, I can't support others. I can't show up in the way in which I need to. Um, I need to be whole and full. My cup needs to be filled up. Um, And it is like the work that I do right now is community organizing work, is social work, is showing up for others, holding space, um, like listening to some really hard, conversation having some really hard conversations listening to some really difficult stories um and people who are you know I'll I'll, at least once a day I have a phone call with somebody who is just sobbing hysterically and like really going through it right now um 
you know, in the state of the world. And I think for me, grounding, that, uh, that practice of grounding, centering, breathing through it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I take, like, this is little pra- literal practical things that I'll do is I'll take the phone away from my ear and like mm-hmm. having on speakerphone, lower volume on speakerphone is helpful. Um, but just, I think maintaining that sovereignty and you can honestly, again, I just want to keep plugging, you know, guides. Um, they know how to do this. You know, yeah. I mean, you have guides, every single one of us has guides and goddess sovereignty is obviously one that I adore and I highly recommend. She's great. Um, Archangel Michael, Archangel Raphael are always happy to work with, um, with humans. They're always mm-hmm. around here. So asking them for support too, um, that's useful. And the other thing that I think I wanted to say um, was a large part of the work that we do and that I'm very adamant about um, in my community organizing and um, service of others is um, that you're empowering others as opposed to helping, right? You're not saying like, this is what you need. And so therefore like that, because that is taking on other people's stuff and making decisions for other people as opposed to holding space and having a real conversation and we'll find together, well, what it is that, you know, you, I mean, even what you would do if you're working, when I'm working with clients, energy healing, that it's like, I'm not just going to choose that, oh, you shouldn't have this. Well, no, let's talk about this thing that you're experiencing. Do you want that to be part of your, your life still or not? Like that's your, that's our call together to make, right? That's your call and I can help you. I can empower you to get rid of that or to change that or whatever. Um, so I think that that's probably really big on sovereignty as well. Yeah. Um, off of that, I've also had times where I have thought that I wanted to clear something away and my guides have been like, nope, you can't like, that's, we're not doing that for you because that's actually not useful for your soul contract. I'm like, okay. (laughs) That's actually, but that's a really great point because it is. And it's not like, I mean, of course they would, if you were adamant about it, if you were like, I, cause the answer is at the end of the day, we each have free will. So if you were like, yeah. yo, no, I really want that. Like, all right. But they know, they also know stuff that we don't know. So I yeah. think, you know, speaking to guys, and it's yeah. so funny because people often ask me like, again, I think this is wonderful that you're doing this, um, this journeying with folks to help them meet their guides. Cause often I hear that of like, well, how do I, how do I know who, who wants to work with me? Um, but I think, you know, I'm not clairvoyant. I was like, mm, you probably are. <laughs> and like anybody can train, anybody yeah. can train it. Um, I was just speaking to somebody who's very clairsentient the other day. And, and I was like, you know, that's how it started for me. It was like five years yeah. ago, you know, my whole life, but recognizing it, as you said, acknowledging and then developing. Um, and, you know, again, I just think you don't learn to play the violin overnight. Um, yeah. <laughs> you start with your scales and you work up. Um, but yeah, but that's, I think that's really empowering and something that everybody is capable of doing. Um, the question that was brought up before uh, was how can you set healthy energetic boundaries with somebody that you were living with? It's a great question. Um, Madeline and I both live alone separately. Um, so that is a great question. And we are not authorities to know. <laughs> um, I have, I certainly, um, I definitely experienced that a lot in my life. Um, Uh, I have a friend who she and her partner live in separate rooms. They've gotten very clear about like spaces, having their own separate space. Um, If that's an option for you, that's a great physical option. Um, Another thing would just, I mean, what's coming to me right now is having an altar. So if it's not a physical space, you can't have your own separate room. Having your own physical space for an altar setting, um, you can put anything on that. It can be 
water to represent cleansing. It can be a feather to represent lightness and, and flying through your life, you know, whatever it is that you choose to. The idea there is that that's grounding you spiritually, that you're able to say, this is my space. Um, yeah. And I would say, um, gosh, you have to get really clear on those energetic boundaries, um, setting those that, um, that cleansing, that daily hygiene has to get super clear. Um, and I think, I mean, I'm, I'm a big believer in you have to want energetic boundaries in order to, um, in order to start choosing them, right? Like you have to, you have to make the decision for yourself that you don't want to take on someone else's stuff, right? Um, and that's a choice, 100%. And it's something we're not necessarily all taught as children, as I said. So it's um, recognizing that and then from there setting maybe bottom lines for yourself, um, whether that means time alone to decompress. I think I'm a really big fan, especially um, of in my work-life boundaries, which is something I'm learning for myself, of having a, a morning ritual and an evening ritual to mm -hmm. lock in my day and to make sure that I am grounded and I am centered. Um, and that can just be prayer. Um, it can be lighting a candle and say, setting some intentions. It can be meditation, but having that alone time with yourself to set those energetic boundaries, to set those bottom lines. Um, and again, I just want to say like, you really can, it's, it's as simple as, yes, there are certainly hygienic, energetic hy hygiene practices that you can do, but it's also the simple thing of setting intentions that I don't want to take on someone else's stuff. Mm -hmm. I choose to be sovereign, right? And, and making that choice, making that distinction, oof, um, your guides hear that and your system hears that. You know, your true self, your soul hears that and will we'll run with it. And the more that you do that, the easier it'll be. It won't be like a 10 minute session. It'll just be like, all right, I, I am a sovereign being. And that's kind of where I'm at now. It's like, I feel something, you know, walking down the street in, in New York and I'll be like, I'm sovereign. I don't want to take that on. And I'm like, all right. Like we yep. Yep, checked out. You have been for five years. So I don't know why you wouldn't be today. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was just telling a client this morning that there's always one spot on our street where I get to it and I'm like, Oh, I forgot to close my spirit gates. And I literally just go like, do, 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 do. Cool. And I'm done. And like, it yes. takes years to get there, but like, my body now knows how to do it and it just does it. Uh, and my guys know how to protect me and how I like to be protected and they do it. Um, so another thing that came up for me when you were talking about that is that, uh, we have to want the boundary. And, uh, that was a big thing for me for a while, uh, working with my therapist about boundaries. And, uh, she would ask me specifically in regards to, uh, emotional boundaries with my family. And, uh, she would ask me, what would it feel like if you didn't have to carry the emotions of your family? And I was like, one, I've never thought about it that way, but like, I really was, I was trying to be the protector of everybody's emotions. And like, I have a big family. Like that's even just trying to do that for one person is incredibly draining and, uh, takes away a lot of your own personal power. And, um, and so I think the power of your imagination of like, what would something feel like if it was different uh, and exploring the possibilities is very soothing to your system. If you are feeling some resistance to setting healthy boundaries. And I also think it's important to note that setting healthy boundaries does not separate you from a partner or from a friendship. It actually brings you closer. And I really think it creates more trust. Um, I mean, 
I'm going to use us as an example real quick. Uh, Chris and I are not partners by any means, but um, there was a while where she was setting very clear, healthy friendship boundaries. And I mean, she still does, but like, I think that was one of the first times that I had ever experienced someone being like, you know, I actually really need to do this thing for myself. So I'm canceling these plans or like, I'm, I really need to do this thing. And I just like, don't have the energy right now. And it made me realize like, oh, first of all, I don't have to take any of like anything personally, because it's not about me. (laughs) Second of all, she's giving me a clear way of understanding like what she is going through, what she needs and how to be a supportive friend. And I felt uh, very soothed by her setting those boundaries because it also allowed me to set healthy boundaries. And so I think, uh, I mean, we can't change others, but I think one of the most powerful things that we can do when we are trying to create a healthy relationship and one with healthy boundaries is to set our own boundaries and to be uh, secure in the knowing that, our boundaries will actually bring us closer and uh, allow us to be healthier together uh, instead of having that enmeshment and uh, that just messy. I'm so glad you say that, especially using the word enmeshment. Um, Mm -hmm. That's not, we don't have to be enmeshed with others. That's not, again, we are sovereign beings, right? And we are sovereign beings, we're in relation to others. And that is where the beauty happens, is this sovereign being and that sovereign being choosing yeah. to have a, a partnership, a friendship, some sort of relationship, but it is a choice. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm like, what a, oh my goodness, what a strong thing. Like it's, I, I, you know, I just always think if the pendulum is codependence, independence, we actually want to be an interdependence, right? Which mm-hmm. is in the middle between the two. And that's the ideal is that two sovereign beings choosing mm-hmm. funny. I hate, I, you know, God bless. I love marriage. Let's see if it ever happens for me. Um, but, but this thing of like two become one. Yeah. Or like, I'm incomplete without you. I'm like, no, you're not. You're a full human being. Be yourself. Yes. And I think we should, I mean, like, oh my gosh, it's a whole other conversation, Madeline, about like being clear about the words we use. Right. It's like, two do not become one. I am not nothing without you. Right. I am complete without you, but I choose to be in relation with you. And that is magical. Yeah. Like that choice is, is what makes it special. Um, yeah. yeah. And that actually brought up an idea that I, I had written down to bring up earlier is, uh, along the lines of like, we are not taught this. I in quarantine have been watching, uh, various TV shows and movies and things that I typically would not be watching, but I have this time. And so I'm, uh, choosing to relax and detox in that way. Uh, and, specifically I've been watching rom-coms because I know I recognize that my system needs something light and fluffy and that like has no gravity at all. And, uh, I'm watching them. And now that I have some healthier understandings of boundaries and the ways to operate, I'm watching these and I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, no, that relationship is fucked. Like, sorry, pardon my language, but like, I'm like in real life, this is not healthy. And I think that we have so many models in our culture and even listening to like pop music and things like that. Like I enjoy, I love music. I think it is very healing and uh, I am in full support of 99.9% of artists. However, I think we really have to be conscious of what we are listening to and what we are taking as truth and as the ideal, because, uh, 
setting the ideal of somebody leaving this person that they thought they were in love with because they realized that their passion for you was so much stronger or uh, that like all of a sudden you jump in and you're madly in love and you uh, do everything together and all of your choices are made based on the other person. Like those are not the, this is maybe a different conversation, but those are not the ideals that we want to strive for in healthy living. Uh, especially as spiritual beings, um, the universe will make clear what needs to happen when you start setting your own boundaries. I agree. Um, a few things just came up and I know we're running out of time, but I do want to just quickly say them. Um, I love that you were like, we're not always like, you know, television, what we consume, we're not modeled healthy boundaries all the time. in relationships. Yeah. And even, you know, our own parents may not have been the, the best models for a healthy relationships. So I think that, you know, the first thing again is acknowledging and recognizing that that isn't, oh my goodness, God bless, but like, is my parents' relationship what I want for myself? And there's nothing wrong with saying it's not, you know what I mean? Like that is healthy. And that is, again, you're sovereign. You don't have to do what your parents mm-hmm. did and saying, that's not what I want. So what is what I want? And getting clear about what that looks like. And like, for me, I was brought up on Disney and I, I just do not want a Snow White relationships you know what I mean god no um and I think that that for me a few years ago getting clear on that um was pretty big for you know breaking that down so recognizing what have you been taught in your life and maybe that is honestly just you know to be totally honest journaling for a bit and just writing about what do I believe a healthy relationship is but I think first off is knowing that we have a right to sovereignty and then secondly is acknowledging what we have been taught in our own lives each individually and we as a society right Um, And then from there, you can find, if you choose to find healthy role models, right? So I have, I have these two friends who are, you know, in a partnership that I just, I think that they are just doing such a great job. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, when I'm in a relationship with God, God willing, I, (laughs) I feel like we need like a separate comedy, like podcast about this. I know. Um, But you know, if, if, you know, God willing, I, I would model my romantic part like they would definitely be role models and one of many right um and I'm sure I make different choices but some of them I would definitely use some of their stuff um and then the other thing I wanted to say uh because you mentioned the spirit gates closing and opening and I'm sorry I didn't clear clarify this um so your spirit gates right are like a like an aperture so you can close mm-hmm. or open them and when I'm in the shower at night and I say my my prayer of, of cleansing I leave them open um I open all my spirit gates and say, you know, God of sovereignty, I ask you to pour liquid light of sovereignty through my energy field to allow anything that doesn't belong to me to flow into the earth to be transmuted into light and love. Then I close them back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think for me, especially like, you know, when I first got started with setting strong energetic boundaries, being on the train and that visualization of like, oof, closing my, you can choose how, how, how much you want the aperture open on a camera. You can choose yeah. how much you want the aperture open. And you might mm-hmm. be in a, sa- a space where it's safe and you feel like, all right, we can open a little bit more. Or you could be on the subway in which you want it closed all the way. And that's totally yeah. your call. Um, yeah. There was one time I remember we were in, I'm not going to say which studio, but we were in a studio and you were like, I just like had to deal with some stuff. And I opened up some gates and like, this was not a good choice. <laughs> you were like, this was not a safe space to do that. I believe that. I yeah. totally believe that. I don't remember that. I have a horrible memory. So really? I don't remember that at all. Oh, yeah. Awful. Just the worst. Interesting. Like a fish. Pisces. That makes sense. I'm the opposite. <laughs> I have an incredible memory, which makes sense because I'm an Aquarius, the water bearer. 
I hold I hold all my memories. Yep. 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 I hold the memories of the fish. Um, I feel like that's, is there anything else that you feel like needs sharing? I feel like, I feel like we cured problems of the world just here. I think so too. I think everybody is now has yeah. incredible boundaries and, uh, it was that easy. You know what? I would actually just like, cause something just came to me, but I, I just, yeah. you know, as an example, and if, you know, you don't feel other people's stuff all the time, which is totally allowed. You know what I mean? Like, God bless like you. good on you like, if you're not, and that's totally fine. Um, but I do just want to highlight there are, you know, we in New York City anyway went through some some really intense stuff in the last few months back in April, May. We, uh, a lot of us experienced other people's feelings, right? We were experiencing other people's fears and anxieties. And I think recognizing, um, just getting clear about, you know, what is that like when I yeah. do experience other people's stuff versus when I don't. Um, if you're in the middle of the wilderness and you're all alone, you're probably not experiencing other people's stuff so just also like just you know more acknowledgement and knowledge oh my goodness I'm so big on just like that's just information like just taking more information and just recognizing for yourself um what it feels like when you're taking on other people's stuff versus what it doesn't feel like what it feels like when yeah. you're not taking on other people's stuff yeah I actually have a very clear example of this from this morning one of my favorite things to remind people of because I've experienced this so many times in New York is uh walking down the street and then feeling like a flush of emotion and just being like well, where is this coming from? And the very first question is always, does this belong to me? Thank you uh, for saying that. Yes. Because if it doesn't, you can just say, okay, nope, not mine, and put it away. If it does, then you go in for self-exploration. But I got caught off guard this morning because, um, and also just a reminder that at whatever level you were on and like however long you've been practicing, uh, there is always learning and there is always evolution and there are always things that you're going to be like, oh, have to go back to that step. Um, this morning I was doing my check-in and something came up about loneliness and I was like, oh, does this need attention? And I like started to go into it and I had forgotten to ask if it belonged to me. And I was like, something just feels a little off. Like normally I can like move through this little, a little, uh, in a speedier way, if you will. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, is this mine or is this this other person's? that someone who contacted me yesterday and I was like, this does not belong to me. And I was like, you sneaky, sneaky, trying to pass things off to me. And I was like, nope, I don't have to deal with this because I have dealt with this for myself and it is not my responsibility to heal you if you are not doing the healing. So just a reminder that you can always, like at any point you can ask that and it might be that it's not yours and that's, wonderful and beautiful and if it's not yours it is not yours to heal uh unless you have been asked to heal it and you have the means and the energy and the resources to do that and you offer the yes yes, yes. Um, no, I, I love that I love that as another tool to be walking down the street oh does this belong to me and mm -hmm. you'll hear it you'll feel it you'll know immediately um tell us about how people can learn more about buddy system and Thank you. what you're doing. Yeah. So I run this nonprofit that is doing some really amazing work in Miami. We, um, start with food access support. Um, and we then serve the whole person. So we're uplifting, uh, folks out of systemic poverty in Miami. And that, um, looks like we have an, uh, immigration legal aid fund because oof, those immigration fees are out of control. And if you're struggling to pay your family to like feed your family right now during COVID, then the last thing that you can afford is, you know, thousands of dollars in immigration fees to, you know, stay safe 
so that you can stay in this country and like, you know, stay safe from the situation you were leaving. Also do uh, health, uh, mental health care for folks um, experiencing poverty as well. So that's super important right now. Again, you're not gonna go purchase a session with a therapist when you can't buy food for yourself right now. Um, and then the third thing is um, transitioning folks experiencing homelessness into housing, um, which will help them get back on their feet. Um, so we have a bunch of partnerships that are happening. We're also doing this community bridge initiative, which are popping up around the country. And so we're taking that and running with it. We're doing 20 community bridges by the end of 2020. We already have two up and running in Miami um, in the last two weeks. Uh, so hopefully one a week for the, till the end of the year. And um, the idea there would just be that it's a physical hub so that our uh, clients, we serve about 1,000 folks in Miami, and we have about 750 volunteers, a little bit more than that, and uh, which is insane. And, um, and we are hoping that those become physical hubs where we can start to reach even more folks who need support um, during this time and then moving forward um, in the post-pandemic world that ever comes. Um, so Buddy System is the name of the organization. Buddy System MIA. It's based in Miami because that's where I was this year. Um, where my heart is really. Um, I, so it's buddysystemmia.com. Um, and if you want to support, if you're in the Miami area and you want to volunteer, if you're not in the Miami area and you want to volunteer, everything, most of what we're doing right now is remote anyway. Um, so you can be an advocate for immigration justice. You can be, um, I don't know, you can be like a support for mental health support. You can be connecting folks with counselors. Um, there's a bunch of stuff that you can do remotely. We just need administrative help. Um, so buddysystemmia.com. And if you're interested in more info, info at buddysystemmia.com. Love it. Amazing. Um, it's so beautiful. Uh, you have found a way to serve so many people, which is just magical. I'm excited about it. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think that's that. This uh, is a joy. Thank you, It was Natalie. so nice. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. Have a lovely, lovely Thursday. And we'll talk soon. See you across the hall. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Energy Studio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, send it to a friend, spread the word, click subscribe, click like. I don't really know how all this stuff works on the podcast world, but do all of the things to support it. And if you would like more information about the Energy Studio, about shamanic practices, or you'd like to set up a free one-on-one consultation, head on over to my website, the-energy-studio.com. Or you can head over to our Instagram, which is at the period energy period studio. If you liked the music at the beginning of this episode, head on over to anywhere where music is listened to and or sold and check out the Heartstrings Project, or you can also follow them on Instagram at the Heartstrings Project. They're freaking awesome. So head on over and check them out.